welcome to the second episode of Angels of Kwangya. Um, here with C again. As always. As always. Um, we just wanted to... Wait, let's follow up from okay. last time. Because it's been, yeah. what, like two weeks since we recorded that, I suppose? Yeah. I mean, it was it's been, it's been a bit. week since it came out, but it, it'll been, it been about like two weeks or something since we recorded yeah. that. Um, but I... So I think it was mentioned on the last episode that I was going to go see Isabella Love Story in London, which obviously you mm-hmm. talked about seeing her, and I went to go and see her, and I had a great time. Um, did I, I did. I didn't get to meet her, which uh. I wish I did because I was. I ended up like hanging out with um, this group of people after the show and kind of during the show, and we like stood outside the the venue for about like half an hour to 40 minutes um and i was like holding my la seraphim album like per your request <laughs> per your like, recommendation yeah. like sad as fuck um and we we're like no she's gonna come it's like you know that video where it's like no she hasn't played judas yet it was like oh no, she <laughs> no she's like not decided yet no she's, was, gonna, she's gonna play no, she, she's no, gonna come she outside no she hasn't played judas yet um but and then someone came out and they were like oh no she got she's not coming out she's busy and oh. we were like oh oh she's she's busy and yeah that was like and then we went home but i had a really fun time it was amazing i think she like you and you can tell that someone the performer is having a very good time and that mm. just affects the whole mood of the thing and she was having a great time and it was very kind of personal and lovely and i was like front row i think you mentioned that you were like close to the front i mean from your I was, recording i was front no i was front row i yeah. was like almost in the middle like we were we were crazy. very yeah. i was pretty cl- i mean i was front row i was kind of at the side i mean i yeah i was kind of at the side um but i was definitely front row i was really good and um yeah i had a really nice time and so i'm i'm glad i got to experience that but i but we need to talk about we need to talk about london fog because we do. Some, I need to talk about something happened to you and which you have not mentioned to me. But I need to talk about um I think it was like a couple of days after we recorded the first episode. Yes. I was getting a flight from Manchester to Oslo and I was in the kind of departure lounge area and there was a Starbucks. And I messaged you and I said, should I go and ask for London Fog? And you were like, yeah, 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 go, no, just literally just go ask. And I, I got there and I asked and I said, do you have, um, is there anybody, any, by any chance I could have a London Fog? And these two girls looked at me like I had grown five extra heads <laughs> after saying that. And that I was speaking like Cantonese. <laughs> like it was the, like they had no fucking clue what I, I was talking about. I think you were, we FaceTime, no? Like didn't we, we FaceTime? We, like talked, no, it was I after. Think. It was yeah, after. No, 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 it was after. You, we, we FaceTime after you got it. And they were like, "What is?" Because we were te- you were texting me. Yeah, you were texting me while what it was is happening. That, girl, I was like, "Oh, it's fine if you don't have it." And they're like, "No, we can like look it up." And I felt so embarrassed because these two girls had no fucking clue how to make this. Right. But obviously, they had like the whole like they had the like the machines and they had the ingredients for it. So they're like, "No, we'll give it a try." And they're like, "Hope this is okay." And I was like, "I'm sure it is." Never had it before. I have no like. N- obviously, no one has ever asked there to have a London fog. Like, the, 
Like, it was nice, though. Um, I don't know yeah. how like, accurate it is to the the London Fog, but I think In from America. what they had made, it was very nice. I do like iced tea. I do like Earl Grey. It was very pleasant. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I did experience London Fog very shortly after discussing <laughs> it. And I'm now, the mystery has kind of been solved. I know what it is, except they didn't know what it was. Um, right. But you have not told me about what happened. It was, you was like um yeah yeah so i went to go order a london fog um and the the i guess the the climate of it me getting it is kind of important um i have been in a two month long battle with my coworker um who mm-hmm. has reported me to hr oh. um, has gotten me in trouble with my boss and has persecuted me for no reason other than she has beef with another one of my coworkers and she uh every time my other coworker is there she um incessantly bothers me reports me does all this stuff and this all started while i went fun fact to go see isabella love story after i went back came back from watching isabella love story in san diego all this beef happened so i feel like this is also very tangentially related mm-hmm. and so we have just it, it's been very awkward and it it has been very like kind of combative in there and so one day, you know, um, she get kind of gets out earlier than us. Um, and I was like, well, I want Starbucks, but I don't want to get that bitch any. Mm-hmm. So I was like, might as well get it when she leaves. So I had concocted this plan and I was like, oh, my God, wait, I need to get a London Fog. Like, that's kind of everything because I was on that. Mm-hmm. So um, I went to, again, my local Starbucks and I was so happy and Another thing for context is that there are two main people that work there. And um, I went and it was like a newer person. I was like, okay. And I ordered my little lemon oh, okay. bog. And they always give you that like, um, it's going to take five minutes. Is that okay? And it's like, yeah, of course. Like, mm-hmm. I'll wait five minutes. And it's never five minutes. So mm-hmm. first off, I get in the driveway and they're giving me my drinks. And, they, and I said, yeah, I want an iced London fog. And like okay, blah, blah blah blah, and they're they're um reading on my order, and um she says okay, an iced London fog. I was like yeah, iced London fog. It has to be okay. iced, and I was making it a point. She was like okay, so I drive up to the window. First of all, I can see what she's doing, and she's making a hot one, and she's and I'm staring, I'm staring hard as hell because I'm like oh my god, and so yeah. there's two people working right there, right? Um, because there's usually three or four. And I'm staring at this girl and this guy, like, she's finishing all my orders and it's taking her fucking forever. And so I'm I'm already mad. And, um, like, she, I don't know what was going through her head. So I'm already like, fuck, she fucked up my order. And I just see her coworker, like, bump her, right? Like, with her, with his elbow, bump her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he pulls up the cup because she's about to put it in the cup holder. I ordered uh, four drinks. And he points to the label and I could see, I can't see that far, but I could tell that he's pointing to the part where it says iced Mm -hmm. because I see her go, oh my God, like bring her hands up to her face kind of. And then she pulls up an iced, those ice cups, pours this, this tea into the cup with ice and throws half of the tea away. And I'm like, oh my God, no way. Okay. This is so me. I, I would do some shit like this. Sorry. And, no. and I was just like, oh my god, that's half the tea. And it was the bottom part of the tea. AKA the tea part. Not the milk part. The tea part. 
So I get this drink. And first of all, it's lukewarm, even with the ice. And I'm like, oh, oh, no. So I drive to work and I'm sitting in the parking lot because I'm waiting for her to clock out. Mm hmm. And so I'm sitting in the parking lot because I still had like 20 minutes left of my break. It's like, you know, it, I could go there walking and it won't. My lunch is only 30 minutes. I could still make it back to work in 30 minutes. That's how close the Starbucks is. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the parking lot like, fuck, man, I have to wait 20 minutes for her to leave. So obviously she takes fucking forever. And I'm sitting in my car enjoying like I'm. I think I texted you, but you weren't awake. So I started texting my other friend because I had told her about it because she also likes Starbucks. So I was like, we were having a key. I was texting, like got my London fog and you know, like we were texting. I take the sip and it tastes like water. And I was like, this this can't be, this can't be. And so I'm texting and I'm like, um, this tastes different. And I was sitting in my car thinking about it. I was like, oh my God, one of the people at that Starbucks, and I've noticed this, it's either hit or miss. The drinks that I get that are good from that Starbucks, it's an army who makes it. It's it's the BTS bitch, because I remember you being like, yes, you were like, showed me her like (laughs) by accident, because I was like, yes, we were FaceTiming. And when you used your card (laughs) on your phone, it doesn't like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't hold. pause it. I can still see out your phone. So I briefly became like your phone, like POV. It was really surreal. And you just showed me, like you were showing the phone to this army or you know, the BTS band that works at the Starbucks. Yeah. But it, I'm like, An unintentional, I'm like, mind you. Unintentional, mind you. I'm like, um, yeah. yeah. So you did actually get to meet her, but no. Oh, I did. This, she's, she's very pretty and she like rarely works there anymore i don't know if they're cutting her hours or what but i've noticed that every single time that i go to that starbucks if the army is not there my drinks come out like shit like really nasty Mm. and i realized like i was as i was texting her as i was texting my friend i was like oh my god the army wasn't in today and as You'll I kept drinking my this. drink, yeah, yeah, I literally have to. I have to see. I have to go to the drive and be mm. like, "Is the army working in there today?" Because she has a the army. The, <laughs> she has what is it, the persona or whatever the like squiggly yeah, line right. album that they have. Oh, um, that, that BTS squiggly line. She has it on her forearm. That's the only way I know she's an army. Well, I and, just um, immediately thought of that video of the cop like going like Kim oh. Namjoon, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah yeah literally it's kind of in the same place so i mean it's not that far so like that that she wasn't there and it were and i kept drinking it and my fucking co-worker saw me in the car the whole reason why i didn't to work immediately was they didn't want her to see me getting the starbucks Mm -hmm. so she sees me i make a fucking face at her like what the fuck are you looking at and then i was like oh shit this oh and i was like bye like (laughs) i'm like take it back i was like bye like i but as i'm like because I was drinking it and it, it tasted like shit. It was literally just water. It was water with milk. Yum. No Yum. sugar. No oh my God. nothing. It was so fucking nasty. And I was so mad. So I've kind of like chilled out. I've been making them at home now. Because mm-hmm. now I have stuff it, to make it. Yeah. Like I was going to say, I feel like it's something that's quite easy to make at home. I'm not, it, like, it, it really is. I've never been someone that makes like ice drinks at home. But I probably should. Especially because it's like the summer now. Um, yeah. yeah, I maybe should get into that. I'm always someone, well, I'm someone who believes in, someone who believes in coffee, someone who believes in, like, hot coffee, like, when I wake up. With milk, like, 
I I can have coffee without milk, Americano, whatever. But I'm someone of like, you know, someone that believes in like hot coffee when I wake up. But maybe because it's getting warmer. Yeah, well, um, the thing is, is like, like I said, I'm like a fucked up Californian. So I like everything iced because it's, it's constantly warm. hot here. Yeah. Which is uh, not yeah. my uh, situation at all. Anyway. So it's, um, it's somebody was plotting against me. Somebody heard me begging, loving this. The, I was in my little tea moment and somebody plotted against me, ruined it. And now look what happens. And, look what and happens. at the end of the day, it, unfortunately, and at the end of the day, it was an army who saved me, which is such a, such a sick, sick thing. Such Love a sick you thing. So bad. Love you so bad. Dun, 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 dun. Then you sing that. Yeah, and I'm gonna start singing that to her. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I'm Facetime you and sing and dedicate that to her so that she gives me free drinks. I think we should move on, on the to the topic. We should get her on the pod. Um, ridicule BTS, and then she she quits her job and and never makes you a good drink again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should move on to the topic of today's episode, which is the idea of camp, specifically okay. the idea of camp in K-pop, which I have been wanting to discuss because I think it's something that needs to be discussed and it's something that needs to be defined accurately. Um, because the idea of camp is very tricky, and I think it's increasingly harder to define the more that it gets mentioned. I'm kind of now sick of seeing anyone say, oh, this is camp. Because most of the time I'm like, no, it's not. Camp is like a layered description. It's like, it's like, it's something that I personally, um, I'm quite, you know, I stand by... It is a descriptor, but I b- believe that like it's almost dead as a descriptor. However, I think one of the last remaining kind of real camp um, things in the world could be K-pop. I think K-pop is an inherently camp idea, genre, whatever. No, yeah. Um, so that's really what I want to talk about. Um, but off the bat, just kind of define... Okay, like, what do you... What, how would you define camp? I think well, we've we at this point have had lengthy discussions. We have this. discussed this, mm-hmm. but I think that um, for me, it is that sort of you know, um, in a, in a way, it, it is a positive descriptor mm-hmm. for me. Oh, where yeah, definitely. you definitely get it's a very unique thing where it is you get this other meaning that was not intended for it to convey, or you get this message or this feeling that it was not intended to. And, and it's always very, um, it's never for me. It's never a negative. Yeah. It's never a negative. Like it's inherently good. Like maybe that wasn't their intention to convey it, but it's so good. Getting the light out of something that is probably not intended to have that effect. Like something that is taken with sincerity that is, executed in a certain way that doesn't get the reception that it necessarily goes for. The I think the clearest example I can think of that's something that I would say is genuinely camp that exists in the modern day that that is camp, which is not really a lot of things anymore, is something, for example, is like those kind of very, very, very flop Nugu music videos and songs. Like if you see yep. a, a flop, 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 K-pop Nugu, no budget less than 10,000 views, 
music video shot on an iPhone. Like, the, the intention is to do something that has the illusion of something that bigger than what it is. Yeah. It's to put together something with the same style. I don't, like, uh, let me, for instance, Busters. If anyone even knows about Busters, you will know that, that, that what they go for is not, you know, it's Low not budget. campy. But it, it ends up being this, like, really interesting exercise into, like, the style of K-pop put through, like, complete kind of tragedy which is this group that nobody listens to and yeah. music that isn't good but it's like it really kind of highlights something about something else which i think is is a very camp thing and that's obviously not the intention but it's like because it's not overthought it's kind of just like thrown together on a fucking shoestring budget and it's put out there in the world i remember what recently um there was a teaser for a um, K-pop group called, I think they're called The Black. We watched this music video together. It's the one called Blue Heart, which is was even it? worse. Like, yes. no money. We watched it like, in person together, we actually. We watched it in person together. <laughs> First time we met, like, within, like, moments we were watching the, uh, The Black. Their music video for Blue Heart, which I saw on Twitter first. Yep. Being posted, because it was, because they had this girl with a green screen in the background, and it was so bad, but not only was it like so cheap, it also had but they did not have the money to remove the watermark on yeah. the on the background of like the fire, like this really shit looking fire <laughs> effect. And there's this girl looking like so badly lit, literally on an iPhone, looking so yeah. uncomfortable in a green screen. Shit like WJSN knockoff, like, you know, party city outfit. Oh my god! And I'm yeah, obsessed. Yeah, they they, the they did sucks. have they had the dreams come true outfits on, they had right? The dream, dreams come true, you know. Dreams come fake because this dreams do not come true. Yeah, dreams do not come true outfit because it was everything. But because it's like, I, but you have to. It's kind of already be described the joy that you get after watch after watching something, and it's kind of like secondhand humiliation and secondhand embarrassment. But it's not like full on mockery. Because it's not hateful, because you get something good out of it. That's what yeah. comes with a camp. And camp is a very kind of... I think it's one of those things, that if you get it, you get it. You know, you have to kind of understand. And for most people, like, you know, I would have thought that most gay people would understand it. But um, apparently not. And apparently we just call anything camp. And the whole meaning gets completely, like, watered down and, like, bastardized. And nobody knows what they're talking about anymore. Um, I wish we had the shade button. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had that. We do, technically, but the, it will not be picked up in the recording. Technically, yeah. I'm like playing it in my head. Um, but I just wanted to like talk about the definition before going into what is camp. Because you can just talk about what is camp and then people will be like, oh yeah, that's camp. But like, you have to define it. You have to, you know, there has to be some sort of like guide. And even the, what's camp about the guide is that, the, you know, the guide can be broken. The rules of camp yeah. can be broken. And that can be camp. But, like, we have to have some kind of idea what we're getting at. Um, and so I think we're going to talk about a few groups and a few kind of moments that define either camp or kitsch or irony, which are different things completely. Definitely. And as, like, an indicator for, like, what is, you know, camp and K-pop. Because I think innately it is, like, a camp genre it is a camp kind of thing um is there anything you want to start with any groups that come to mind to kind of 
define this descriptor or like the descriptor of kitsch or irony because i think it's important to define all of those i think that for me personally and and i would like to highlight that if even if it is wrong i i wholly believe this in my heart as the only person but if there's a group that perhaps embodies camp to me the most in terms of perception in terms of um intention in terms of everything really the their work it is clc and I know yes. that that is an insane comment. <laughs> no, it's true. And like nobody, like the the great thing about CLC is that you really have to catch it. You, you really do. have to catch the, you the, do. The, the, the camp aura of something like CLC because it isn't ironic. It isn't um, kitsch, really. It's, there isn't no like detachments from sincerity. The music that they put out is like, it's sincere. Like the, the, the intention of what they want to put out is like, they're obviously aiming for I don't know what how you describe CLC in terms of like a genre of girl group music. I don't know if they're like girl crush or they well they had a they, switch. They, have been, they had a switch. Yeah. They had like girl crush, but it was like weird and off putting girl crush. Mm-hmm. Like people are always like, what Oh my god, like they good. were girl crush. Exactly. That's what makes it camp because it that's was what like, makes it it's, camp because it's like <laughs> oh Yeah, oh, it, literally that? literally like mm-hmm. that because it was camp like if you look at Hobgoblin, which many people attribute to that, you know, girl crush, mm. um, it was the outfits were kind of off-putting. Um, the music video was kind of like grimy and off-putting. Like it was just like it was odd. Like it was it was odd, but it but because of that, it, it was it real. Gave kind of like gave light to a whole other meaning and a whole other intention. It wasn't just bad or poorly done or flop. It was because it wasn't. It was. It wasn't. Was it was. It was genuine. There is because, something that can be said about something that is campy that is done. That is not the intention of it to be flawed. Yeah, but there's because, something about CLC, like CLC, like who, like who, who are they? Like who listen no, who to are that? they? And you know what? I know. I'm one of three people that know, and the people. other, on, the only other person that knows is my own. Shout out to Griff. But like, Ooh, oh, Griff is Griff as uh, Cheshire. Yes, of course. Uh, at least I perceive them to be so sorry if i just threw you in here Mm -hmm. but um it is it like it is so the music is so good hobgoblin is good it was probably their most successful hit okay um it was the one that kind of like got them to at least not be complete Complete yeah complete and and like like, busters level of yeah flop you know like you have like the groups that are like bubbling under you have like break free from Nugudum, but like i love that clc is like because i definitely like people know them yes yes and i just want to mention don't know them they know of them they know of them it's same with like momo yeah. land like everyone exactly. kind of knows momo land but like they're they're like flop now <laughs> not to be rude no but, it, but i mean it's let's true. be honest <laughs> um, true. but i want to mention i think one of the anthems of kind of camp k-pop and i think can be definitely put into that is red lip no no high heels no no like oh <laughs> so good because so it was definitely good. at that point where you were getting more of those girl crush songs that were kind of like about like breaking the status quo of like femininity and breaking the kind yeah. of like what is expected I'm not like of me girl. i'm not like the other girls you know we were starting yeah. to have that i think exid were doing that i think um a bunch of other groups doing it what what year was that? Because it was definitely like Blackpink had debut had had their debut. It for for uh no no yeah um I 
to hold on. I, I, we have to I don't want to speak out of my ass. I don't want to speak out of my ass. I think we um, had that, that girl, like, girl crush was becoming kind of the more popular girl group concept at that time. And definitely we're having that thing about, like, pushing from, like, you know, being, like, strong, independent, like, women, <laughs> like, that whole yeah, thing. Late, it was late 2018, early okay, 2019. Okay, so, like, yeah, Blackpink had definitely... Where they were definitely a thing, but I love it because it was so like so stupid. Like <laughs> it was so like red lip. No, no. I heal. No, no. The part where it's um, it's it, so it, good. It, the the long drawn like no, no. It was good. It, and the cat yowling was good too. Like it was everything. It was so good. It was just like kind of a. It, but it was like it could have been a parody off the girl crush, like kind of pseudo feminist but it, thing. But it was, but it was, it, it was, it was That's why it's good. That's why, like, this is what I mean by camp. Like, camp is not just like. I think we have to go into talking about groups that have the intention of being campy, but aren't particularly like camp. And I think we have to go into the idea of a group such as that that regularly get called a camp. But I would see them more as campy rather than fitting the definition of like it's just to do with intention for me. Okay. So that's something like that would be, I think most notably Orange Caramel, who yeah. definitely have mothers. Oh, I mean, they are one of my favorite. I love after school. If you know anything about me, I love after school. I love after school. Um, and I by proxy love Orange Caramel. They were one of the first K-pop groups I really got into. Mm -hmm. Um, so but. Orange Caramel are going for a very specific style. And I don't believe that there was any kind of, like, massive kind of distance between the intention and the execution. I think they're very kind of well-styled to have the intended effect of, like, weird Asian pop music. Like, yep. I was mentioning this earlier about how someone like Kiari Pamu Pamu has a very distinct style, and it gets very much associated with, like, like by I guess Westerners being like Japanese pop is weird. Which is not yeah. not at all always the case. Like this is just very much her thing. But like of like the outside of Asia kind of looking in, seeing a lot of pop culture being very different. Orange Campbell kind of went for the same thing. Um I think they had a lot of like Japanese influence. Uh they definitely I mean I they had like a couple of Japanese comebacks and, and songs and stuff. Um so they were like a weird mix between they were kind of crossing the boundaries between like J-pop and K-pop. However, they were very much had a very specific aesthetic that was not seen really in K-pop before. Yeah, um, for and sure. it was it was ringing back. It was it was referencing um, a the kind of weirdness of like Asian pop music and like this very distinct style that had been done, you know, in the '90s and the early 2000s. Um, but definitely making it into its own thing, and it became became the kind of blueprint for a campy um concept and a campy style yeah, but i would sure. not say that they are camp in the most traditional sense because what they were doing was very much the intention was there you know they intended yeah. it to be like this they intended the style to be kind of goofy and funny and silly and it's genuinely all of those things it's not just like when you see like a k-pop thing and you laugh about it because of its absurdity um, but that is not the intention. It definitely was the intention of something like Orange Caramel, where the music videos are genuinely well done and genuinely very humorous and genuinely yeah, exactly. very. They have these like whole kind of like overarching narratives. Um, I mean, for me, I could think of you know obviously there's um, 
Catalina, but um, we literally just watched the music video for Lipstick. Yeah. Um, and I love that fucking music video so much. I think it's so funny. Genuinely funny, and I think it's genuinely great. Um, and I miss that. Um, and I think this is, like, why I really like uh, WJSN Chokami. Yep. Which I, I, know I have you I really like many them. people, obviously. I feel like mm. many people have said this, but um, they are probably the only group, really, that has, like, inherited Orange Caramel's, like, kitschy throne. Like, they're the only ones that have really understood because they're mm-hmm. they're almost not doing it ironically like you could argue that maybe it's a little ironic you know because they're having fun with it but that doesn't mean like, that they're respect not respect for what yeah. they're doing they they respect i think they just want to harken back to that era of k-pop even though it wasn't really that long ago maybe in k-pop terms it was i guess like 2014 2015 even was mm-hmm. like a while ago but they want to kind of re like bring back very specifically like the style of Asian pop music. Um, you know, K-pop is becoming more of a distinct genre. I I guess I think it's always been a distinct genre, and I will defend that. But yeah. I think you know it's becoming a thing where it's like it's you know catchy songs like cool clothes. Whereas it really didn't used to be like that. It really used to be something else, and it used to be something kind of like taking influence from the west but not really marketing towards it yeah um, exactly rather it was than very now domestically yeah it was very domestic and now it's kind of being like marketed internationally which is fine and we get good stuff out of that but it's a, it was a different thing and so back then it was like that was like almost like an allure to like the international market was like what if we had a group as an orange caramel that was kind of a very heightened um exaggeration of like asian pop music which is also a, a thing about campiness. Campiness is all about like exaggeration and art- artificiality and yeah, and over the topness, over the top, complete over the top, um, which highlights different things about genre or something. Which it, you know, yeah, it is that completely. Um, but what was I saying? You know, uh, Chokomi, I think, is like paying homage to that. Which yep. it's not like I think I. I mean. I think Lizzie herself even like made an Instagram kind of like shady AF comebacks yes. about like Chokomi being like, we did it first. And it's like, well, yeah, that like paying homage to you. Girl. Like we have spoken right before I can speak for Lizzie. Um, because, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. you, I can speak for Lizzie. We are exactly born on the same day. So I know everything that she mm-hmm. thinks. And you were that, to be honest, like, in the back I was, of I was, yeah. I was exactly, I was in the, I was in the passenger seat <laughs> when she got her DUI. To, yeah, I also have no DUI. But she, I feel like, and I said this uh, actually when she posted it. Um, you know, it was like, well, it. She is maybe you know like you can say it was shady you because some people did say no like she's whatever she's not being shady and it was like well she kind of was um but it was like well yeah but is is it such a negative thing to have the group that you are um like paying homage to be kind of feel threatened because it's like it's not an it's not a negative thing at least for me because it's like Mm. you're clearly doing something right 
you know if it's like oh well we yeah. did it first it's like clearly you're doing something good if if they have to their whole thing isn't you're doing it badly i it's- mean i think it was so kind of like obviously a homage to that style of k-pop yes. and obviously orange camel were really the blueprint for that very kind of self-aware goofy concept mm-hmm. um they really were the first and uh i think that it's kind of like I want to be like, yeah, well, girl, duh. Of course, like, it's referencing yeah. Caramel. Like, but, like, I think that's what makes it effective. And I like the fact that now K-pop can kind of, but doesn't do it enough. And I want to mention that, like, K-pop groups need to get in on this as, like, self-referencing. And we were mentioning this. We were watching the music video to, was it, which A-Pink song was it? It was My My and uh, No, No, No. No, no, no. It was, I remember when we were watching No, No, No. And I was yeah. thinking about, the Girls' Generation music videos off the day, you know, very early on. Off the time, yeah. Off the time, you know, where they had, like, scenes of the girls making a cake. And it was very cute. And it was not It was not at all ironic. It was very yeah, much... it was, it was genuine. Sincere. Like, if you watch, like, um, Into the New World, and it's these girls all doing their own thing, and Joeyeon is on the steps stretching, and, like, yep. t- I think it's Taeyeon <laughs> like, the favorite airplane, and just, like, everything. I love that music video so much. But it's very sincere. Like, it isn't ironic. But yeah. I want, like, people to stop paying homage to that. Like, people aren't even doing it ironically. People are just... This is my issue with K-pop at the moment, is that it's it's trying to, like, reference things outside of it. And yep. I'm like, girl, we're at a point where we can reference things inside of it. Why yeah. are we doing that more? Why aren't we kind of, like, establishing, like, the impact of Korean pop music by self-referencing and paying homage and and doing that which i think we literally are at the point when we can do that and i think it oh would be yeah key. i don't think it would be gimmicky i think it's more gimmicky to reference something that like happens it's outside of it outside of i think that's gimmicky i don't think like i have no problem even doing it like because i think that if it it would ultimately be done with love and those kind of aesthetics and those you know styles should be respected because they're iconic like I w- we were just thinking, like, I can't imagine any group kind of paying homage or referencing that very early girl group theme and concept, which was girls just doing things that are fun. Girls just baking a cake, and there's no, like, underlying, you know, motif, like, in, yeah. you know, in a, in a music video now, if girls were baking a cake, it would be about, like, and they had killed someone, or they were using, oh, like... Yeah, it's a secret yeah, yeah, yeah. meaning. It, it is it's a secret meaning, and it's all, like, girl... It's so much more interesting when there's not any of that shit. Who cares? I think, I think that okay, we were we were actually watching music videos. Girls were just we doing were. shit. But just however, shit. for new groups, I mean, I would mm-hmm. say that weekly pre Ben Para, they were doing that. They were one of the groups, and everybody oh. kind of agreed before they before they ben I don't know went off. I don't know who has listened to that song by the way. Like, like- I actually listened to it, and I. You know, as a Spanish speaker, um, as, you know, someone who is from Latin America, I did not know that that song was in Spanish. I did not know. It's in Spanish? What? So, yes. The the thing was, is that they put broken Spanish in the title because they were saying, I think it was Ven Paracá, which I just said it really awfully Please trust that I know Spanish, but yeah. it was supposed to be like come over here in Spanish, but they didn't put acá. They never put it in the title. So it's just come over is basically, but it's like broken. It's it doesn't mean mm. anything when you say ven para. It's kind of an incomplete sentence. So when I listened to it because I got curious one night, uh, you know, as you do, 
and I listened to that weekly song because I was like, damn, that shit is turb. And I heard it like one time in the chorus and I was like, oh my God. I don't even think it was the chorus, but it was like, that was the goal was like a little bit of Spanish. Like, are we like, what if we use the thing we do in like like, broken, like using like broken English in songs, but like, what do we do? Broken Spanish. Wait, that's kind of, that's kind of everything. I kind of love that. But it didn't work. It It didn't work. work. And like weekly are like, who who gives a fuck? Like, well yeah well now about. really but beforehand wow. they were with after school and everything they were everywhere they were ever zigzag i mean it all yeah, zigzag and them. um what was the one beforehand um tag me it was all good and it was like they were well, that, under the oh, same label as a pink so oh. obviously they would know how to do like we were, yeah. we were girls doing cute things we were watching a pink music videos so they were play em girls play em is the label that a pink is under so their music videos were cute like it was like they weird were, but it was fourth no, gen it was fourth gen like translation of what mm-hmm. was being done which i actually really like that it wasn't just like them using the same like images of, even though that would have been really cool but the the fact that those groups could have like literally just like had the same thing going on where it was girls doing cute things in different scenarios yeah. which really mm-hmm. was a thing like it really like if you were Someone who was into like Gen Two groups, which I definitely was. I love that shit. I A Pink yeah. were like A Pink and SSD were like the queens of it, and then you had like the sexy groups. And stuff, like, I love. Yeah, and playing you had AOA like coming about bloody men, <laughs> playing lacrosse and short dresses, which is like one of the times that AOA did the kind of cutesy girl thing, but it yep. was less cute and it was more like a very Americanized. Sexy image. women, yeah, playing lacrosse like, and men, sexy. and like they were wearing like really like tight dresses and playing lacrosse with men and like falling to the ground very dramatically. And Choa was like blushing and like breasting boobily on the floor yeah. of the fucking yeah. lacrosse pitch. It wasn't like I don't know. It was a very specific thing that like definitely SNSD and A Pink had going on. But anyway, I was gonna say the I think the only group that I can imagine ma- doing a homage to that and, and a very truthful homage. No like no underlying like concept. Just a very beautiful homage would be shocking me. That's the only because yeah. at least they understand the the stylistic impact of something like Orange Caramel. Like they understand that. And I think if they're a group that is harkening back to kind of older aesthetics which is something that we're seeing more of i think they would be the group to first do that because at the moment we're getting groups like xg and new jeans who are kind of referencing the 90s thing and it it is a mix of like outside of k-pop and inside k-pop um style because it is referencing like ses and you obviously have like aespa doing their rendition of oh yeah um, that was so just that, straight SES too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was the truth that that song. Um, but you know that's kind of the thing at the moment is the '90s in K-pop, which is interesting because now we're moving into like in general fashion and general style. We're moving into the kind of 2000s, and obviously there's all this thing about like indie sleaze coming back. Which okay, I whatever. Um, I have nothing to say about that. Um, but. Oh. I know, I literally don't. I have no Shade opinion. Button. I have no opinion on indie <laughs> I've seen too much discourse about indie sleaze. I'm like, well, we'll see. We'll just see. Um, mm. But it probably will. But um, I think in K-pop, because it's just like, K-pop's history of style, especially with, obviously, Korean Korea's history of style is 
you know, very vast and long, but Kore Korean pop music history is relatively short. So they can't oh, yeah. reference too far back because then it's like, go, there's nothing to reference. But like, even, even with the groups that are now referencing like the 90s, because there was, I feel like in 2019, they were referencing the 80s with City Pop. Oh, um, yeah, 2018, yeah. 2019 is when we saw like Yukika and we had Yubin Solo. Yeah. Um, and like, when are they going to reference like the 2000s? Because well, where are they going to reference um, like, like God and like HOT? Like when are they going to reference like old, old Boa stuff like like real ass first gen? You know what I mean? Like um, I mean, when, I when are they going to bring up of, Finkel? <laughs> they're not, I guess sonically, a lot of like I would say a lot of boy groups are not referencing like oh the sound god no but we're i'm not even gonna those... talk about them i'm not even gonna talk about them i'm I mean, just, just gonna mention general in the style i think people i think boy groups i think boy groups like nct are uh, have referenced like say taiji and the boys and hot they have in terms mm -hmm. of style at least it's been very 90s but even in the 90s of k-pop it was a reference to western style like that yes. was what made k-pop it was just western it was a lot of western influence through the lens of like korean music um which I think gave a very unique out, you know, um, kind of product in the end. It produced something quite unique. And, um, but I think that, yeah, we're doing this like thing where we're referencing like, I think Boa, like early Boa is, I think girl groups are, I wouldn't say XGR. XG are doing something different and they whatever. definitely are. And like, like 50, not, 50, 50, 50, which obviously is like that one song that they have, but you know, no, it's, that is it's not like, I mean, in terms of style, I think the only group that is genuinely taking influence and I maybe not fully, it's not fully that style, which I like that it's not just like completely just taking the sound of the 90s. It's something new, but it is definitely has that element from that time period is new jeans like new jeans yeah. no like those songs are constructed very well those songs are very yeah. good they're not just like stuff that would be like oh let's get this trending let's go for relevancy and i think that's what makes new jeans actually in hindsight very um like a very listenable group because they aren't doing so, like, something like i like like those two xg songs that people listen to now yeah i like, I like it them, but i'm not like i like them but i, I wouldn't would. say that i'm like listening to it because like exactly like i'm not listening no. to it because it's like oh damn this is like really really good i kind of like it because it's good like it's just like good but the thing is and this might be controversial so who knows is i don't like cupid i i didn't I like that know. song i don't it's, it's like awful. it I constantly have to hear it and I think it's 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 very much getting the same effect that Call Me Maybe is getting where a lot of people are like no it's really good blah 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 but for me it's just kind of like I don't know I didn't like it from the start I didn't like it I don't know any of those 50-50 members at all I didn't even know that was it, like I knew it was a K-pop song had no idea that it was a group no, had no idea what. like and everyone was I, like have you listened to 50 i'm like who the fuck is that i remember playing it at work i remember uh it's like i was like mopping up and i just put a song on and then it just played like k-pop songs on like the radio feature mm -hmm. um and 50 50 came on and my coworker was like oh i know this one and i was like i don't what? <laughs> yeah. i like, didn't use tiktok at the time i like had yeah. never heard it and i was like what the fuck is this and they're like oh it's that 50 50 cupid song and i was like huh like what? I, I was like, oh wait, I'm like so out of this. Like, I'm like, like I don't know. Like, 
K-pop songs. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But no, I don't yeah. care for it, and I don't think it. I I've think never, I've never liked it. Never. I, I've listened so to it boring. outside of K-pop. That little, or sorry, did not even mean to say outside of K-pop. I've listened to it outside of TikTok. I've listened past that snippet. I just don't like the song. I don't. Boring. You know. I yeah. Yeah, um, like I was yeah. saying, um, <laughs> that's kind of controversial. Yeah, no, but like New Jeans is like the only group that I think is actually like referencing, like sonically referencing the kind of like '90s sound. But I want to, you know, I want it to go back to like let's reference like SNSD. Let's reference like those weird like saturated videos and like everything's basically and the vi- or yeah or like, the weird color grading in them where it was like okay why are we all desaturated all of a sudden and so we're all own. wearing like class <laughs> boutique we're all wearing like those red skinny jeans and white tops and we're all putting up and helmets oh my god go ahead and even talk about crayon pop yeah we need to talk about crayon pop. so speaking speaking of genuinely camp groups genuinely camp yeah one of the main legends, queens of this, <laughs> all the descriptor would be Crayon Pop, which I think I only like kind of now did I introduce you to Crayon Pop. Yes. Because literally, I think today was the first time you had seen a Crayon Pop music video. And I yeah. was introduced to Crayon Pop, I guess, like kind of early into when I listened to K pop, um, because it was like, I think someone showed me. I don't know how I found it out, but basically, if you don't know who Crayon Pop are, they were a girl group. Um, I can't remember when they came out, but it was like kind of early, like maybe on the back of like second gen, um, where it was like bizarre. They were the whole thing was that they all, <laughs> all like almost like they all looked like like jockeys and yeah. wore like white gloves, like red polo shirts. Skirts, white skirts with like white tracky buttons underneath, very like early two thousands like vibe. But and then they all wore helmets. Yeah, and this is very. Are, they iconic. all did. They, they all did. Look like they all... It's so fucking funny. But they had plastic them. covers on them, so it wasn't even like a jockey, or it wasn't like when I think of jockey in K-pop, which is in one group, and you know who I'm gonna bring up. It's always gonna be As You Wish by WJSN. Mm. That those were real no, jockey isn't outfits. Like, not like it isn't even like remotely sexy. <laughs> like it's no. remotely. Like, it's this is weird. Like, orange caramel are like the whole thing. About orange caramel is that they have like like nanas in it, and she's like the finest fucking person alive. And like yeah, like, it's it's so cool that like they could manage to do this very funny concept. This group is just bizarre. It's just yeah, strange. It's like there's strange. nothing like cute about it, which makes it really like interesting that like it's they're going for this this goofy cute like asian pop group and it's like we were talking about like groups and songs that are borderline off-putting because of how strange they are and we will get into this because there is there is specifically what i want to talk about but um no like crayon pop very weird and not cute borderline kind of disturbing um but very fun because of that. Because if you see it with that camp lens, it's like, wow, this is genuinely almost sad, but so interesting. Um, I remember yeah. in the music video for Ba 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 that you literally watched today, like an hour ago. <laughs> like an hour ago. If you, have, if you have not seen the music video for Ba Ba Ba, you have to watch it. It is so bizarre. These girls are in like an abandoned amusement park that's very for some reason it's giving like americana like it's very not at all like 
Asian. It's like it yeah. looks like filmed in some place in like downtown LA. It's so strange. And there's like they're like on this like abandoned like platform. I don't know what it is. And in the background they've it's got like, like one of those spinning rides. Yeah, I think it is. And in the background it's like really like kind of weird paintings of like Michael Jackson and, and Elvis. Elvis <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe and they all look a little bit like Uncanny Valley. Just a little bit off. Yeah. And like, you're watching some like you're like the fuck like i think i can only just assume that the intention is to make something kind of silly and cute but like it's not cute it's like weird it's just bizarre it's off-putting and slightly off-putting but then because of that i'm like wait no this is everything like no one is doing it like this (laughs) like that's too good but because we're talking about things that are like slightly off-putting and I would say then camp because we watched a music video and you asked me, okay, would you refer to this as camp? And I said, absolutely, absolutely, because it is, it's just weird and off-putting. And the music video in question was Brown Eyed Girls, Warm Hole. Yeah. A very interesting um, song, very interesting visuals, but... Um, I think my defense of it being camp was that it's like genuinely quite gross. <laughs> I feel watching this video and these bitches are talking about like basically oh, like fill up my fat pussy. Like this is my fat pussy I need <laughs> and my fat fucking pussy is craving needs to be you. Destroyed. <laughs> needs to be my insides need to be like pumped and pleaked. I need like and it's like, oh my god, because obviously there was, at, even at the time, there was K-pop songs that had, like, very kind of clear, like, sexual innuendos, but it was still on the thing of, like, being like, oh, it's, you know, it's being kind of covered up, very cutesy, it's all covered up in that whole K-pop style, but this is, like, going past the point of it being, like, cutesy, or, like, oh, you know, they're just, you know, it's obviously an innuendo, but, you know, no one's really saying it. They yeah. are literally in this song going, like, my fucking pussy is on fire like is my you're destroying my destroying guts my like, gut. oh. <laughs> but like and it's also really jarring because they're also older oh yeah and like they're older and like it's not cute and no, you're watching it and you're no, like no not remotely it's actually it's kind of jarring remotely, it's not remotely sexy <laughs> it's not remotely like appealing and I'm like, wait, this is everything. They've got these hag bitches to sing a song about getting their, like, fucking pussy pumped and pleat. And I'm like, oh, no, this is everything. Yeah. Um, it is kind of very unappealing. Um, yeah, but, got- it's, but the song is good. The, the And that's its saving grace. The, the song hell. is okay. excellent. Like, in the like oh, my God. When you touch um, me down there. I'm not feeling very well when you, you touch me down music. there. I was like, chanting the chorus because I've been yeah. like, sat down and watched Warm Hole because I've been like anyone who's not seen it I've been like bitch you need to see Warm Hole no like, and I've done the out. same thing I've I've done the same thing where it's like you need to see Warm Hole you like, need you to need, see this it's, it's a good song you need to it's know so music. funny it, it, and it's just it's off it's it's it's, it's a little gross it's a little like, gross a girl, like doing kind of doing like black fishing Oh jeez, it's just it's so really bad. Like it's like yeah. really bad, and like oh, and like the lighting's really bad, and the way that it's shot is really the bad. color grading is really bad. The and they were going for busted. like they look oh god, terrible. they look so bad. The like um 
like 60s like yeah, they, vibe I mean, that they have going on and then they just like kind of abandon it and there's just supposed to be like a it's narrative a going on it's but it's not mess. there which is like the difference between that and something like orange caramel like orange Cam- caramel is like they obviously know what they're going for this is like go like what were they trying to Doing. do like they were just like just get these old bitches to sing about their pussy yeah that's it like we have no we have no ideas for them for this comeback warm hole they're gonna listen to it anyway was basically the goal and i mean people did because it was very shocking Mm -hmm. um i do think brown eyed girls are a very brilliant group that do play into that campiness of very kind of like serious music at times it's very funny that they went into they had warm hole as a song um, because you know that stuff like abracadabra is like you listen to it; it's very powerful. It's very like oh, it life changing. It's like probably the most intense like K-pop like girl group song I've heard. And they have yeah. several songs you're just doing. You're like, oh my god, this is like cinematic. Everything. Like Guyan's solo stuff. With we we watched the video to Paradise, uh, Lost, Paradise Lost, yeah, which is like okay. First of all, the reference. I'm like I'm living, and like. <laughs> The whole thing is like very intense, very sexual as well. Like, extremely, very, extremely very sexual imagery of like a like a rusty pipe dripping water into her mouth, and I'm like and drink it and like licking and it. it, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely and and it's it's very interesting too that you bring up Paradise Lost and and you know Gaian's solo stuff yeah. because, um, you know with her at least i was saying the video she she looks fine as the hell actually like i i i love i love paradise lost even you know i was getting my bag yeah you know like i love gaian i love her older stuff i she's Mm -hmm. my favorite member and i think like you know i'm the only person in the past 10 years it's like talking about brown eyed girls but like uh-huh. i really like on i think out of all the 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 members she's my favorite and she's always had just had this very yeah. like very appealing look to her she's very like mysterious she's looking cool yeah yeah, yeah. exactly um, very cool very femme fatale-esque yeah i really um, love that girls i think like one of those groups that is just like oh they were the moment like and then nobody talks about them but they were the moment like they because they have definitely faded into obscurity you know they have if you know they have aged (laughs) but i'm also like if you know about ron i girls, like you're definitely like like, you're good like like we're on the same level like that's fine i mean it's something like even like something like nine muses in aoa and all these groups it's like oh Please, like oh, I didn't even mention Nine Muses, but I think Nine Muses, we, is yeah. and it's not even like a thing about like being camp or something with Nine Muses. Nine Muses was just genuinely good, and I will genuinely just good, like, just good. And like we were talking about like how something is now seen as camp because in like because obviously it's it's there's a different reception for when something came out. So like for instance, what comes to mind when I think of like early K-pop having a completely different audience and the time being completely different. You know, it was a different time, but um, yeah. something like Replay by Shiny. Um, look at the outfits, look at the storyline in the music video, look at everything that they give. It's like, it's so kind of off its time. Like, it's not at all relevant to anything oh, no. now. But it's like, even. Even yeah, it's sincere, and people. I mean, people still. That's a great example of stuff that people still enjoy. Like people great enjoy. Song. I would even say like almost as the same as as people enjoyed it back then. It's something it's that's like those... really timeless, and I think that that yeah. something that someone can enjoy now, and it doesn't matter what it, you know whether it's camp or not. And because honestly, I wouldn't even say that like 
something like Shiny's replay is camp. It's something else, and it's just maybe about like how the like, time has changed and our perceptions towards fashion trends have changed. Yeah. And just how like music and music videos have changed. That's not what camp is. It's like when it came out, it's really like there's such an obvious like disconnect between intention and 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 execution and that's not what like something like replay is it there's not a disconnect this is definitely what it was made to be like at the time it was meant to be these kind of like dreamy boys wearing these very off the you know off the moment um outfits and haircuts outfits and haircuts um but it's it's but because i think you can because the song is so good and i think it has a lot of like sincerity in the way that shiny you know that shiny's music were never meant to be like this is why i love them so much there was never meant to be something that is is like kind of reaching for relevancy never shiny was never that shiny were always very kind of assured in their own image as a group and had and they were always like shiny is the image shiny is yes. what you're gonna want to listen to and i think that's the marking of a very successful group is something that you can even listen to now and be like oh that's amazing and I would say that, you know, something like Shiny, a group like them have managed to keep that. And so it's like, if I see anyone like being like, oh, this was camp and it's about like early Shiny songs, I'm like, not really. No, yeah. No, I mean, no but you know what? Name, yeah. In that vein, though, I feel like with the time, like you said, with the whole thing with Shiny, a group that has had that effect to where they're camp now, but this is unique to girl groups that I have talked to you a lot, is A-Pink. Because A-Pink, because that cutesy, girly, you know, like we have just discussed, it's 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 nowhere to be seen anymore. It's, it, no. And even the like we have discussed, the group that did try to do it, which is their direct descendants being weekly, they got shut they down really and they are. got they they started doing weird shit. I don't know. Okay, but, I don't know why weekly like switched up. Is I don't it know. Like, Stacy got popular, but I'm like, girl, the whole interest of that group was the fact that you were doing like cute shit, and everyone was like, oh, we miss this. There was no like. Yes. there was no like concept I, apart from the fact of like oh these girls are cute like I loved Weekly it's so yeah. sad I don't we- know it must have been <laughs> something to do with Play M because because also A-Pink had a switch but the, mm. the problem is A-Pink actually had good music when they switched yeah. they were working with um, Black Eyed Pilsung which funny that you bring up is you know, Stacy is the person that does Stacy's music. Yeah. So that's the reason why the switch up worked was because they were working with someone who, you know, actually made good music. So that's mm-hmm. why the switch up worked for A Pink. But with A Pink, their old stuff to me now, I view it as camp, not because it was camp back then, because in the frame of now, as someone, when you bring it up and you make it relevant in, in nowadays terms, I feel like A Pink's older stuff is camp. Because when you look at the current landscape, when you look at groups like La Seraphim, New Jeans, when you look at Stacey, you know, Itzy, Itzy, I have another case to build up with them. They I was going to mention, I was going to mention, but um, yeah. I, I want to kind of briefly talk about how the idea of camp obviously stems from like the homosexual uh, taste in yes. art and media. And it's always going to come from that. And I think that like, I think I I, I see this with like, more people who I think have good taste having mm-hmm. an interest in second gen groups. I see yes. that as like a very like a through line. And it's like 
there's definitely something about the style of the time that you're like, oh, this was everything. Even when in the modern sense of the world, it's, you know, it's not relevant. Like, the, the, the imagery of A-Pink during, like, like, no, no, no. Like, it, was, it isn't yeah. relevant in terms of, like, what's trendy. No one would, like, really choose to do something like that because the only reason they choose, the only reason they choose to do something like that is because it's, like, a reference to the time that has already gone, which is, like, A-Pink and SNSD. But, like, yeah. I think there's, like, a real appreciation for something that is in its simple intention and it's its simplicity is it's it's kind of you know it gains something from that simplicity which is like and it does it to do something so simple and so well is very hard and i think a lot of us try and make up for that with like you know convoluted like all of this other shit it's like we don't give a fuck like it is so much harder to give us something that is simple Yes. Um, and I think that's what a lot of people respect. I think people who have good taste respect a lot of second gen music because it was simple. It was yes. simply good music, fun. I like the beat, me gusta la beat. Um yeah. the girls are pretty and they slay. Um and the music yeah, and the music's uh, I'll cut the music or whatever. Is amazing. Um it's like it's almost more emotional. You know, it there's almost something more emotional to it. And obviously I think the difference between like J-pop and K-pop is that J-pop is is far more kind of emotionally driven, and something whereas something like K-pop is like image driven. It's, it's very much like you know like pop driven. It's very much like beat driven. It's very much like yeah. all that. Um, but I love both. So um, like I was saying, like those older groups, I guess have that campiness. Yeah, and I that's think they what... do, and I think I can admit that they do. Um, definitely. Also the frame in which and i always bring up a pink because for me personally it's i'm enjoying that you enjoy that old aspect of them and it's 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 a nostalgia that isn't really nostalgia because it's not i'm not hearkening back to when i used to like k-pop in 2014 i got into k-pop in 2019 so i very much was at the beginning of fourth but it's, when a, I it's a recognizable it. nostalgia i'd say it's a recognizable nostalgia even if you want that it's recognizable. yes it's like you will have like experienced it in some regard maybe not like from like a primary source but like i feel like you experience things like for instance i was born after the 90s so i never experienced the 90s but because of like me as well because i know that it was before my time there is a kind of like or before i was aware of it there is a kind of like thing about having that something that existed kind of before you were aware of it and that's interesting um and i think that's the thing with k-pop like people i got into i guess i did get into k-pop well, I got into it when I was, like, 14. So, 2015, 2016, around about that time. Um, I guess 2016. But that was, like, when I got into it. So I wasn't really around, like, you know, G or anything. Oh, no, yeah, not, not at, at all. Not at all. But, like, I remember, like, even that is nostalgic to me because I'm, like, I remember watching, like, the uh, the Kids React to um i used to watch the kids react to like make myself angry uh there's a really good tiktok <laughs> of a girl like like pov you're watching kids react in your and you're like in elementary school and it's the girl like reacting to kids react to vocaloid and they're like how do they not know who hatsune miku is right it. <laughs> like it's so good and i usually i literally remember watching the vocaloid kids react to hatsune miku and like getting mad and I remember watching the kids react to K-pop and getting mad. 
Like, I remember them being like, this is weird. And I was like, you, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you know and a lot of us a lot of us in our specific friends group and i imagine that at large a lot of people who are mm-hmm. into more third gen especially and like late second gen was that was a defining thing we have many friends in common who have talked about yeah that's when i started getting into k-pop but for me um i think my perspective is very unique because i went into it not watching that kids react video um, mm-hmm. I got into it um, around uh, Luna, perf- like, like I guess it was kind of the Luna memes, kind of not really, um, because of Fancy by Twice, because of, uh, you know, uh, th- like I said, kind of not really the Luna memes about like, Stan Luna and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I got into it at a very odd time um, because it was that switch from these third gen groups kind of like changing it up and being like, okay, like we need to we need to do something else and for gen itsy just debuting so that's mm-hmm. when i had gotten into it i knew where and i so, was i knew where i yeah. was when dollar dollar came out i remember yeah. the day remember the, the, the taste of the ah when Dalla Dalla came out. <laughs> yeah oh, and you know um the that is the group and i will really strongly we both thank <laughs> god we both stand by this yeah, yeah. fourth gen you know itsy that's both that yeah. is it kitsch. go leah <laughs> that is kitsch itsy. itsy is itsy like it's i don't know kitsch. let's talk about it let's talk about it because yes. um itsy is itsy like itsy kind of made their own type of k-pop it was girl crush but it was like girl crush with like um, like it was like positive. Um, obviously, there was like the positive kind of like pseudo feminism, yeah. Thing, but it was like happy. It was like young. It was new. It was definitely when I remember like being like, oh, this is a new generation of K-pop. This is K-pop has hit a different time now. It's hit a different generation. I remember listening to Dal Dal and being like, oh, we've gone to the new phase because it was so kind of different. And it was like it was very electronic. Electronic music. I remember the production. Um, there was definitely a production change from third to fourth gen. I think Itzy was a huge factor in the yep. change of sound. Um, definitely to do with like the use of electronic music, the use of using more kind of ele- experimental sounds, not to say that it was majorly experimental, but the way that the music was put together was kind of like, people would argue it was getting noisier. Um, but yeah. I really love Della Della. I really love Itzy. Um, up until a point where I was like, I kind of didn't, really listen to them which was mafia in the morning um i do not like yeah, that song we don't we don't talk about I, her we don't talk about that girl. We're, she's I, trash i'll be honest i'm gonna you know put everything on the table it's these songs it's these title tracks i do not like mafia in the morning sneakers um the one they did the english song which is like boys something i literally one of the worst things i've ever heard um i cheshire was fine i mean I, it, if it didn't do anything for me i'm not really gonna say that i liked it very much I know, I can't think of anything else, but everything else, I'm like, oh, Itzy is so fun. That's so fun! Yeah, just you have fun. to, the like, thing with Itzy, and we've lengthily discussed this, mm-hmm. is you have to be, you you have to have a cert, certain kind of taste. You have to be in line, and you have to, you know, you have to like things that, um, that are a little bit more experimental like you you kind of have to understand it and you have to understand it's his vibe and many people possibly don't and that's okay because work for me 
yep. because they don't take themselves very seriously. Or there's not that yep. real like self seriousness about that group. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, they're what? a little silly with it. I was never really that much self seriousness until like, I got, I don't know who who was the first group to like take shit really seriously in terms of girl groups. Who was the first group to be like, this is in terms serious, of Jen or fourth Jen. Oh, I think in terms of all K-pop, like, what was the first group to be like, girls, this is, mamas, this is serious. Like, I think, in my opinion, and this is my limited scope because I'm not that into first gen or, like, early second gen that, like, Mm -hmm. but I feel like possibly BOA and SES, it's definitely Um, the SM girls. No, no, I mean, more so in the sense of, like, but they had fun. But, like, BOA was, like, fun. And so SES was, like, majorly fun. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, just like taking themselves seriously as like think, yeah, they, they kind of went a, they went office. against the grain a couple times. Yeah, I, but I guess I mean like, more in like I don't know how to describe this in groups that are more kind of like um they have this real thing about like sticking to a narrative and like it's being very kind of dark and like I mean obviously there's a few groups that come to mind who I um particularly do not like, but um, <laughs> <laughs> um let me not get into that right now, um but. I don't know, like, Itzy are this kind of are refreshing in the sense that they are just K-pop. Like, there's no, yes. like, like, it's just K-pop. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously they made songs that I do not care to listen to. I will never listen to Sneakers. I Yeah, I will listen never to listen to Unlock like, in the Morning. Someone puts that song on. I think the last time I listened to Sneakers, I went to a, this was literally, I was in London going to see Isabella Love Story. I was, like, near the K-pop shop, so I was like, okay, let me, like, wander in. It wasn't busy, so I was like, okay, thank God, I can just have a look. And they were playing sneakers. And I was like, oh, yeah. what is this song? <laughs> it's sneakers. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, uh, that was the last time I heard this song. And yeah, they kind of fell off. But yeah, I don't think that's something to be really sad about. I think that's something to be like, you know, no, Itzy really made their mark. They were the first real fourth gen girl group. But the thing and is, is I feel like they did. The fourth gen it girl. <laughs> oh. I feel like they did redeem yeah. themselves in my eyes. Um, they have, and they, nobody will ever take that away from me because they've released Loco. I genuinely love Loco. I love the song, oh, you know, okay. SOS for this right. kitty, everything about it. SOS um, for so- this fucking kitty. SOS the- for this fucking pussy. I'm sorry. Like, wow. <laughs> but like the B sides are fun too. Like it's just mm. it's fun. It, it's fun music, and that's the thing about Itzy is like people are always like it fucking sucks. It's so bad, and it's like, well, oh. can you have some fun? Well, can we like, like have a Kiki like or an like, Itch Ball? Can we have a an Itch Ball with a side of Kiki? Exactly. Hashtag Itzy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess that's kind of everything I wanted to talk about about like K-pop groups in camp. I did want to talk about briefly um, groups now who have kind of established themselves as very kind of like as have got their own style and stuff. Like before they established their style, uh, Red Velvet Happiness. I wanted to talk about that because it's such an interesting look back onto a group mm-hmm. before they really kind of get that style. Like they really kind yeah. of understand the whole you know concept of the group. Something like. Red Velvet's happiness is genuinely camp. I think also genuinely camp. And th- maybe this is a very overlooked aspect of the campness is that they included the um do you know about this that they included the rising sun in They included the- a lot of stuff <laughs> in there. I <laughs> do know, know about that. They included the rising sun and it had to be edited out of music video. I'm like, that's camp. They included the that- what, the London bus? Oh yeah, they had the 
a bunch of stuff that was relatively 9-11? They did not have 9-11. They did not have 9-11. Didn't they have that? I swear to no, God they had 9-11. They they, they, the controversy was about um rise, the rising sun being in it. I mean, if they had 9-11, that would be even better, but I have, they did not. Um, they, No, but I think like something like so kind of stupid in, in retrospect, like that music video is like so silly, so ridiculous, so kind of like ugly in a lot of ways it's like very unappealing having like a controversy is like that's camp that's camp like let's talk that's camp day there one having day a one is rising crazy. flag japanese imperialist nod to um, oh yeah they had like slurs and stuff in their music no they didn't no they didn't here let me just send this to you okay no uh you want to talk about controversy i mean we've had what was it kara Wait, what? Yeah. Oh my god, they really did have slurs. I, that's what I was saying. Like, they oh, did. My god. Oh my god, no, you were real. <laughs> okay, um, I don't know. I had literally had no clue. That is so much worse than I thought with just the rising sun. That's like borderline, like, antagonizing Japan in the sense that it could have caused, like, real problems. Remember yeah. when Nana, like, congratulated the new uh i guess it was the new emperor of japan or in the new like era of japan and she got into a huge flack for like doing that which was like absolutely nothing this is like, genuinely like something that i think the, that should have been had bad that, like, reaction or i would have expected that wow i did not know that but yeah very interesting that that happened in that the was goofiest fucking music video I was just gonna say, like in terms of like controversy, it's like to the point where it's like honestly kind of jarring. There was the Kara music video where they were dressed as like Native Americans. Oh, I did not know. I did not know that that they did that. I did not know that. Yeah, it was very. Um, oh, it's like that's not. Anyway, yeah, like there's bad taste in K-pop all around. Even now, is it camp? <laughs> well, I think it's something. It's certainly something. It's um, certainly something. Okay, is it camp that they blurred and pixelated Hanny's hair in the last EXID music video? I think Wait, it is. Wait, they what? They pixelated her hair out. Was it Hanny? In in the late in in fire in the la- okay. for EXID. Okay, what was? Yes, I want to say. Okay, they definitely did this. Do you know about her hair being pixelated out in the music video? No. Bitch! Oh my god! So what? Yes, it must have been the last one they did. Actually, watch this. I swear to God, you told me about this. In the EXID music video, she's wearing like what look like dreads or cornrows or something. I, I think there's definitely like they look like cornrows in like a bundle in the back of her head, like kind of in a like tied up, and they're red, right? I mean, I swear it's Hanny that has them. And in Hold the music on, video. I'm- they blur it out. Oh like, my god! Oh my god! I'm watching it. They yes. what? I cannot believe you didn't know this. They pixelate her braids out of the music video because they did a, because they just how fucking stupid. Like unless it's like intentional. I'm like wait, wait. Um, but like how fucking silly do you have to be to like wait until something like that comes out to be like, uh oh, we did a whoopsie in terms of you know appropriation let's pixelate them like how did you not know that that was going to happen how did you not know that the response is going to be negative to an idol like i was like when that happened i was like 
I cannot believe we are at this point still where companies I... have not realized that this has a negative outcome. I, you know, I didn't know. I didn't. I this is okay. I'm watching so it right now, right? Insane. As we speak. Yeah. I have not watched the music video until a fire until now. I know, like awful. Like, I, me this. I definitely didn't discover this on my own. I maybe it was a van. Someone showed me the music video, and I was like, "Bitch, they pixelated her braids out." That's so. Insane. I didn't know. I have. I literally didn't listen to the song because I heard people be like, "Oh, it's not as good uh, as like anything that they've released so far." So I was like, "Okay, so I, mean, I don't need yeah. to watch it." <laughs> I don't even watch I know. it. Listen to it. But I was like, I was like, wait, this is crazy. Um, but yeah, that was like what I was going to talk about is like, you know, I guess when something like K-pop has its controversy, it becomes very, it adds a whole new meaning to something. Um, cannot believe you have not seen that, genuinely. I, I mean, like I, I was, said, like, I I'm a Lego, I'm a Lego you. down. Again, yeah, I was going to put money on you like, seeing that. Because, like, yeah. I hmm. just don't. I didn't. I like. I had no reason to because I like EXID for their old stuff. I didn't need to hear new EXID. So when I saw people be like, "Oh, this is actually kind of turb," I yeah. just like, was like, "Okay, well, they're not. It's. Yeah. I'm not gonna get my perception of EXID ruined. So I'm just simply not gonna yeah. listen to it or watch it." Um, I didn't hear anything about her having braids. I the, literally did well, not. Laid it out. I remember there was something else. Like I remember this has happened a few times, and I don't know if like it's ever done the pixelated thing before i they usually just like don't include it in the music video or they reshoot it or they don't give a fuck and they just have them in uh something that's like very kind of insensitive um but yeah i remember um but yeah i mean i think that's kind of everything i wanted to talk about in terms of covering camp and k-pop and making sure people know what they're talking about when they use this term that is almost completely um has no meaning anymore so you don't even have to care really yeah yeah um but i think we've missed a very important thing to to speak on you know it's in our and it's in the title it's of of our podcast and we you know we we haven't i can't believe yeah we haven't talked about kwangya being the definition of one of the things i really wanted to talk to and i completely almost missed it kwangya is the like last remaining festival of camp in k-pop yeah i with like all sincerity because the intention of it is to create a concept and a, and law that is very engaging in the sense of like kind of what what Luna was doing with the whole concepts and stuff. The Luniverse, like, yeah. The the Luniverse, but like something like that. But do it in a way that nobody takes it seriously, even though that is not yeah. the intention. They want like Navis to be like, right, we're really invested in like Navis's storyline. But like the only reason people aren't invested in Navis's storyline is because it's funny. It's everything about Kwangya is so funny to me. And that, to me, is camp. That is the last remaining camp notion, if we're going to have anything really, to point out and go, that's everything. Because they didn't want this to be taken as it is being taken now. And it's they're still just... going for it. Like, the whole, and I'm yes. very invested. So maybe it is, maybe it, they, they, they really did get what they want in the end, is that I'm now invested in the storyline of Kwangya and Navis sacrificing herself. And I guess, I haven't really, like, I haven't seen the music video for the new Aesper song, um, so I have no idea, like, how 
Navis and Kwanya link to it. I think I read something about like they are now kicked out of Kwanya or they have escaped Kwanya. Um, yeah, uh, Navis isn't in it. Um... My god, I know they need to bring her back. I will like not give a fuck. Like they need to, bitch. I'm going to see Aespa in September if they do not have full VR, full AI hologram, hologram Navis. Navis, fifty foot. I don't give a fuck, bitch. Navis has to be that. It has Black Mamba. Yeah, Who's the villain. What's their name? Black Mamba. Black Mamba. Fucking Black Mamba. That's what they said in the song. Fucking Black Mamba. Guys. Black Mamba is real, and we have to be really alert. Like I love Ace, but I I think that's so it's so, so, it's funny. so like you said, it's just so amazing that they have this concept, and you, they were bringing other groups into it. Like they had Red Velvet talking about Red it Velvet at one like, point. No, we don't know what Kwanya is. They've just told yeah. us, like talk about this shit. I think Taeyeon said like I have been told that I have been to Kwanya, but I have. I have no idea what Kwanya is. <laughs> it's like, that's why I think it's camp. It's because they had yeah. they even had NCT yeah. for residents, their residence uh project. They had NCT talking about <laughs> I mean and NCT have their own like whole like I guess like like the whole like SM universe is yeah. very funny. But you um, can it's I think the thing for me that makes Kwanya so funny is that clearly when 2020 was happening and the shut and you know the lockdowns and shutdowns and everything they you could tell they were betting all their money because i remember i don't know if anyone else that they were investing a lot of money into you know these like ai programs where you could chat with um your idol whenever you wanted to and you could have an ai version of idols it was all deep fakes and stuff they were investing heavy into that and then they started pushing everybody everybody was like what the fuck is your problem okay but like honestly they could probably bring that back and i would not be surprised if they bring that back because ai like chat gpt and everything has advanced so much even within like the past like two three years even within like the past couple of months it's advanced hugely um yeah. this year so i would not be surprised if i genuinely believe that k-pop groups are going to like or like labels or you know are going to jump in on this whole ai thing i think there was even to- i mean there's that whole i don't know if you know about like the whole like ai group i don't know what they're called they're called like pandora or some shit some stupid shit, some stupid shit. and like they fucking suck but like you know it's happening novice was like novice is like like foretelling it's very interesting. It's very like like no, they got me. I'm sad. Um, but yeah, that is that's kind of everything I wanted to say. I guess we kind of wrapped it up nicely. Kwanya is the cherry on top, really, of the whole thing. Um, and yeah. I'm trying to think of what what we, what we have next week. I guess it's kind of it's kind of like under wraps at the moment, but um, yeah, it's been a very it's a nice. It's a secret. You better keep this a secret. A secret. A secret. Um, speaking of camp, you better keep this a, a secret. fucking secret. A fucking secret. Um, but no, we'll see you next week for another episode of Angels of Kwanya. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you then. <laughs>